Good morning, everyone. How are we going? Good, good. So as part of our One Family services, which we're trying to do once a term in the middle week of our ter of the term, um, we like to bring a little bit of Victor Kids into our service. Um, and something we like to do in Victor Kids is chat and talk and connect and play games. We're not going to play a game today, but I would love you guys to connect with each other. So what we often do in our One Family services is we have a chat with someone or do something with someone who is not in our decade bracket. Okay, so today we're going to have a quick little chat and I'd like you to find someone who's not in your decade bracket. So if you're between 1 and uh, 0 and 10, you need to find someone who is not in that bracket. Then there's your teenagers, which, well, between 11 and 19, and then there's your 20 to 30s, 30 to 40s, okay? So you need to find someone who's not in the same age bracket, decade bracket as you. Now, I was thinking with all these beautiful uniformed green team people here, it got me to thinking about teams. And I thought, wonder if you could find someone who's not in your, in your decade bracket and I'd like you to talk to them, have a quick chat and tell them the favourite team that you've been a part of in your life. That might be a school sports team, that might have been a really high level team, might have been a, a project team working on something really fantastic or top secret. It may have been being a part of an army or being a part of a catering team. What team were you a part of and how did people know that you were part of that team? Was it what you did? Was it what you wore? Things like that. So stand up, find someone who you might have to check. Don't assume they're not in the same decade as you. You might need to check if they're in a different decade. Find someone. Younger people, you guys need to stand up and walk because some of the older people find it tricky to get up. You need to go to them. Young people, find someone from a different decade. Remember to start with a quick intro. You might not know their name. That's okay. Who you are, what decade you sit in. All right, winding up. Thanks, guys. Find your way back to your seats. So my question is, did anyone find out something particularly interesting about someone? Would someone like to job someone else in of an interesting team that they are a part of? Yeah, Amos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jonathan, it, Jonathan Ferb is part of the Pistons basketball team and he sometimes runs into walls. How do you... <laughs> Jonathan, how do we... Jonathan, how do people know that you're in the Pistons team? Hey, how do they know you're in a Pistons team? Will you wear your uniform? What colour is it? Red. If you weren't wearing the uniform, could you get on the basketball court and play? No. Okay, good point. Anyone else? Anything even more interesting than the basketball team? Yeah, Eli. Barry was in the Air Force. Awesome. And did he talk about what sort of uniform or how did he know that he was in the uniform? Marched in unison. They walked together. That's how you knew they were part of the team. Joel, yes. Football? Who did you talk to? Henry? Was it Henry you talked to? Talk, no? Oh, Ollie. You talked to Ollie about being part of a team as well. Excellent. Ollie, what football team are you a part of? Oh, a soccer team. Sorry, soccer team. And what was your soccer team, Ollie? Southern Breakers. Did you have a uniform? What colour? Orange. If you weren't wearing the orange team, would you be able to get onto the field? 
wouldn't have been, would have been pretty hard. Anyone else? Any other interesting team? Yes, So people talked about being in a hospital wearing specific clothes, so you're in a hospital. Often in a hospital you have to wear a lanyard as well or something like that to identify yourself. Sometimes you may have a key card as well that gets you special access to the medication room. <laughs> That's the only way you can get in is have that special card. Interesting. So I was thinking about that. Um, this is Harriet's tag. So to be, I had the green team over at our place last night for dinner and they said they had to wear a specific top to be able to get anywhere. If you weren't getting it to the point where if you didn't have the right top on, you were being told off. You need to make sure to be in the green team, you had to wear the right uniform. And Harriet has um, a lanyard and all the teams have a lanyard. And this one says on here, Ven, short for venue. So I'm assuming that's where they have to be. We're allowed to go, is that right, Harriet? Is it Ven? Rock, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I am sure that Nigel Knowles has on his access all areas because he is the top person for, um, for school league or for um, Encounter Youth. And he probably gets to go, his little badge gets him everywhere in the whole um, system. So it's interesting, isn't it? Uniforms are a way of saying who's in a team and who's out of a team. Um, and so that's actually what the passage we're looking at from Philippians chapter 3 today actually talks about who's in and who's out and how do you know what makes you in and what makes you out of the team of God's family. Awesome. So yes, as we talked about, we're going through the book of Philippians and Riley's done some amazing sermons, really encouraging sermons about the book of Philippians. And the two big themes that come out in Philippians are faithfulness to Jesus and humility in unity, or unity and humility. And so this is another continuing part of that in chapter 3. So, but first before we get into Philippians, as most things, um, the New Testament passages make more sense when we look at the Old Testament, because it's all one thing, isn't it? It's a continuing story of God. So, um, we've been talking about teams, and another part of a team is a family, isn't it? Our families are teams that join together for a common purpose and are deeply connected. And so I was thinking about when, the family of, when did the family of God start on earth? And God actually helped people become a team by making covenants with them. And a covenant is is a partnership and, a, and an agreement between two parties and they're often sealed with a sign or a symbol or an oath to say, this is serious. It is a partnership between two parties. Okay? And so God did that with a guy called Abraham. And Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, he was, it was the first time that God goes, I will be your God and you'll be my people. And so Genesis, Genesis 17, it said, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk beside me faithfully and be blameless. Then I'll make a covenant, a partnership between me and you, and I will greatly increase your numbers. Now, so I wonder what that partnership was. What was that covenant? What was that connection? What made them be in the team? And the next one in a bit further down, Davis, um, the next one is, he goes, this is my covenant with you and with the descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep 
every male among you shall be circumcised and you will undergo circumcision and it will be a sign of the covenant, the partnership between me and you, my people. For generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner. Those were not your offspring. So circumcision, not going to get into the nitty-gritty details, but it is a religious, religious ritual that marked every boy and every man physically as being in God's family. It was the sign, the symbol, the T-shirt, the lanyard that you were part of God's family. And then he goes down and he made a, the next covenant he made was with Moses. What do you reckon the covenant with Moses was? That was that they will be in a right relationship with God when they kept his laws and commands. You keep my ways and I will bless you. That was the partnership between God and people. So there was circumcision and there was following all the laws, all the Torah. They were the, they were the signs of being in the team, being a part of God's family. It was a way of them to be righteous. Now righteousness is a funny word. We use it heaps in the Bible and in our talks. But righteousness, we don't really use it maybe in everyday life, but you can just see it as being rightness, being right, being morally good, being right and good and perfect. Who do we know who is right and good and perfect? God. And so being righteous is to be like God, to be right and good and perfect in, in the eyes of the one who is always right and good and perfect. So to be righteous, to be right and good and perfect, you would be circumcised, you would obey the laws of God as best you could. And for the times you didn't, you gave a sacrifice to make up for that. So let's actually now read on to the start of the passage in Philippians. Philippians 3 verses 1 to 9 we'll be looking at today. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again and again. And it's a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. You see, what was happening, the Apostle Paul and the other apostles were going around telling everyone about Jesus. It was this new thing. Jesus rose from the dead and said, tell me, tell everyone about me. Went up to heaven, gave the Holy Spirit. And they were telling people about him. And people were becoming Christians. Both people who were Jews, who believed in God, they realized that Jesus was the Messiah they'd been waiting for. And also Gentiles, people who weren't born Jewish, who were technically out because they weren't circumcised. They weren't in that generation after generation after generation family the gentiles were believing too so what was happening paul started a church up in galatia in galatia and after he left a bunch of Jew jewish christians came along and said well that's great it's so good you believe in jesus excellent but you're only halfway there like you kind of got a bit of the uniform but it's not the complete gig because you don't have all the signs it is to be in God's family. You haven't got all the markers. You haven't got the whole uniform. We think that you need to actually do all the parts of the Torah, all the parts of the law, and you guys have got to get circumcised. And of course, that was causing a lot of confusion. So Paul 
This wasn't happening in the Philippians church in Philippi, but Paul was nervous that it was going to. And he was like, watch out for these people. He was using some strong language. He used some like, what do you call them? Evildoers. He called them dogs. He called, he called them mutilators of the flesh. He was being really strong going, these guys are not cool. They're saying things that aren't right. Um, but he goes as well, having said that, if you want to look at a uniform and who has the complete uniform, I think you need to check me out. <coughs> Next slide, um, Davis. If someone, if someone happens to think they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, <laughs> I have more. Like, if you're going to listen to those people, if you think they have got the full uniform on, if you think they have got it all sorted, check it. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am from the people of Israel. Yep, I am historically, and my heritage is of the family of faith. I am of the tribe of Benjamin. I know my lineage. I know of all the 12 tribes, I come from the tribe of Benjamin. I can tell you my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, I know where I come from. I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. Yes, yes I am. And he goes, in the grounds of the law. Oh, you want, you want law? You think law has to be, man, I was a Pharisee. I flippin' taught the law. I was that good when it comes to law. Look, check it, Pharisee. As for zeal, zeal, passion, you want passion? <laughs> I was persecuting the church. I was persecuting, I was harming and killing people who stood against what I believed in. You want passion? I think that counts for passion. Thank you. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. I was the complete deal. And that's great. You're like, great, excellent. I'm going to probably listen to anything he says next. Awesome. What he says next, though, is a massive big but. Hello? I wonder, what is it? What is it that Paul is going to say but to? I've got it all. I've got the T-shirt. I've got the lanyard. I've got everything. I've done it. But, Davis, can we have the next slide up? He says, but, and I think you may have guessed it from that song, and maybe you know this already, but whatever, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, who, 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 for whose sake I have lost, I've lost all things. I Consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. What? What? Hang on. Green team? No. <laughs> I consider them garbage. One might also say somewhere else in the Bible it says filthy rags. I consider them not even to my gain, but I consider them to be absolute rubbish. When it comes to being in, 
whenever it comes to being access to all areas in the family of God. All those things, all those doing the right things and being the right people and coming from the right family, I consider them garbage. Yep, you're good now. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of street theatre. I consider them garbage. What do he consider them garbage in comparison to? They are worthless compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. How amazing is that? That, that is the uniform. That is your ticket. That is the way that you you know you're in the team. That is how you know you're part of God's family. The surpassing worth, the thing that adds up more and above anything else you could do, it just makes it like it was just a couple of rags. Just like a stupid, you know, if I had to try and get into the, if I tried to get into, <laughs> into the school Elizabeth tonight, going like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm part of the green team. It's like, uh, no, you're not, that's a bit of rag. No, no, it's a bit of, no, it's not, it's a bit of rag. I consider it rubbish compared to knowing Christ Jesus. Paul made it very clear what we already know, having rightness, being made right and good and perfect like our God is right and good and perfect, was never going to work through keeping the rules because we are broken people who live in a broken world. So why would that work? How on earth could we do right when we are fundamentally broken? That doesn't work. And then all the sacrifices. God made a temporary right way of doing things, didn't he, with the sacrifices, but they were broken too. We saw that. For those who are part of our church family, we saw that in Hebrews. Those old ways of doing things were only a bit of a, a patch up. It was like if I got some sticky tape and tried to sticky tape that together. It wouldn't work. They were broken as well. We needed a new way, a new indicator, a new covenant. Our new way of being in God's family, the way of being right and good like God himself, is having faith in Jesus. Knowing to your core that the payment of your failings and your brokenness and your wrongdoings is that when Jesus gave his life and died, he defeated death because he rose again. He came back to tell us that it was done and that we are in him. His dying means we're in him. And that means we have access to all areas of the family of God. And when he went to heaven, he gave us his spirit, didn't he? And he said, I will give you, I'll leave with you my spirit inside of you. And he will enable you to do amazing things. And he will be a sign to you that you are part of God's family, that you have access. So in the old covenant, the symbols, the uniform to be in was circumcision and doing all the right thing and the laws and all getting it, all your ducks in a row, trying and trying. But in the new covenant, the covenant of Jesus and his blood, what's the sign? What's the symbol? What's the uniform? Believing in Jesus and having his spirit inside of us. Um, Kids, if you want to come out the front and quickly grab this, I thought you might like to fill it in. I've got some texts. 
And I've got here, and teens too, I got here a little lanyard that you can cut out when you get home and put it on a, and put it, yeah, come set, come grab one, there's some textures and you can sit at the front and do it or go back to your seat. Anyone else who wants to grab one of these? There you go, they're just down there, you can grab them. It's a little y- lanyard that says God's family. And click to the next slide, thanks Davis. God's family access all areas, not just one venue, not just you can come to this, but you may not get to heaven. Or, you know, we think you should. I mean, I don't know if it's expired. Test it and see. You know, it's not like a coupon. You don't know. This is your assurance of access all areas. But there's two little stars on that. What are those two things? Take to the next slide, Davis. Oh, no, sorry, back again. That was wrong. Um, here we go. That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. So people writing notes and kids who are writing on their lanyard, those two points, those two asterisk, asterisk, these are you know, the sticking points. The way that you have access all areas in the family of God, being part of who he is in his family for all time into eternity, that happens because we have faith in Jesus. Can you write that or get a big person near you to help you write that? The little, um, the condition of entry, you know how they've got little fine print down the bottom of things, asterisk, asterisk, faith in Jesus. That is how. And the other one, The other one, on the basis of faith, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. The Spirit of Jesus is in you. And so when God is in us and we are in him, Jesus is in us, in his Spirit, and we're in him when we say, yes, we believe that what you did on the cross, I identify with that and that that solves it for me. So you can write that too if you want. I am in him and he is is in me. That is our lanyard. That is our complete and utter uniform. It is nothing that we do. It's not an external t-shirt we put on. It's not a bright and shiny face. We don't have to be lovely people. We don't have to come to church every Sunday. We don't have to read the Bible. We don't have to come from the perfect Christian family. Thank goodness, because I'm not part of one and I'm not creating one. (laughs) We don't have to do those things to be in. We just are in. Our lanyard says that we are in him and he is in us because of, only because of our faith in Christ and him being in us. Now, the interesting thing is, Davis, next slide, that in the book of Galatians, he talks about the spirits. The spirit's inside of us. And when the spirit's in us, it actually changes us. Something happens to us when the spirit of God's inside of us. He's not just a little you know, guy just sitting there having a cup of tea going, don't mind me, I'm just sitting in the corner. When the Spirit of God's inside of us, it kind of takes over. But the fruit, the outworking, what happens when the Spirit's inside of you is this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there are no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, oh, we have a lanyard, yes we are, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. When we're in him, we kick out. We take off our other uniforms. We, we cut up things that aren't of God. There's only one lanyard, only one uniform, only one 
t-shirt and pants that you can wear when you're in a team. Otherwise, it's confusing. Jonathan, if you wore a Pistons t-shirt and a Celtics t-shirt on the basketball court, is that possible? You would, they would go, sorry, you cannot play. We don't even know who you're going for. We don't even know what team you're in. That's weird. Get off. Out. You have to have one set of clothes. And when you have the uniform of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit's inside of you, we will just naturally keep in step with the Spirit. We will naturally start doing those things. The things which, hang on, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you go back to all the laws in the Old Testament, that's what they're actually about. They're just telling you specifically how to have love to each other, how to actually have patience with each other, how to actually be kind in your dealings in business, how to actually be gentle and have self-control. That was the whole point of having the laws. But when the Spirit's inside you, when you are in his team, when you have access to the fullness of his Spirit in you, that just ends up happening naturally. And we can continue to work and keep in step with the Spirit to have those flow out more. But does that, if you don't, if you don't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, does that mean you're not in God's family? I hope not, because I kind of got a little bit angry at my children this morning. <laughs> so that, does that mean I'm out of God's family? No. The only way that I can get access to all is by my faith in Jesus, and then because of that, his spirit living inside of me. What a wonderful, encouraging word today. I don't know if you needed to hear that or just need to be reminded of that. But that's all it is. That is our faith. That is the summing up of what we believe. That's why we're here. We're not here out of obligation, but we're here because this is a place that we get reminded. We can turn to one another and go, oh, remember the team? I know, isn't it good? I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got faith in Jesus. You know, you can show each other your lanyards. You can be who we are together and encourage each other. I love what Harry said about how you knew that you were in the team of being in the army or the navy or whatever it was, one of the defense forces, was that they walked in step with each other. And I thought, that's, I did not even plant that, but I thought, how interesting is that? That that's part of what we do together. That's why we have Bible studies. That's why we have prayer groups because it's teaching us to walk in step with not only the Spirit of God, but with each other. Walking in step and being unified in humility and being faithful in our walk with Jesus. And that's what Philippians is about. Just reminding us of those things. Let's pray and then we get Shane and the crew back up here. Jesus, I am so thankful that the only thing I need is you in me and me being in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for indwelling in our hearts and keeping us in step with your ways. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and being the perfect once and for all sacrifice and way of being made right, having a rightness that God, Father, you say is good. Thank you, God, that you smile on us and that we have access to all the benefits of it is of being in your family and your team because of what Jesus did and because of having Holy Spirit in our hearts. 
That is all the marker, all the uniform, all the indicator that we need. God, I ask you to help us remember now. If there's anyone in this room who needs to be reminded or is hearing for the first time that this is what being a Christian, being someone who is in your family is all about. And we're sorry for the way we fail. We're sorry for the way that we don't often walk in step with the Spirit. But we're so thankful that doesn't mean that we're out. And we're sorry for the way that we kind of make up other uniforms. We try and piece together dirty rags <laughs> and call it your, your team colours. But we ask you now, give us what we need for this week to allow us to walk in step with you, to live out what it is, to know deep to the guts of who we are, the surpassing worth of knowing you, Jesus. Amen.